0: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Beating off. Because I'll tell you what, when I have free time, that's what I do.
1: Was that in play?
0: I was about 10 seconds away from starting to pleasure myself. Welcome in, friends. It's QFTA. And six people are sitting there watching me, so that could have been a real highlight for them. Uh, welcome in. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Yes, yes, we are in the Longo Big Studios. KG and O-Town filling in for Jackson Burkett. Uh, KG and O-Town, good morning. Hello again, everybody.
1: Great to be back. Things welcome went, in. Yeah, went a little smoother today than yesterday.
0: Yeah, yesterday there was some kind of technical glitch, and it really bothered you, but I wasn't really bothered.
1: I know. it's something with the stream key. I still don't even know. Well, who exactly.
0: do you want to blame on that?
1: Myself. Wow. I'm going to wear Leadership. it. Leadership. Yep.
0: Leadership. I have no idea. Maybe yeah. I should learn this stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the problem was. We, like Riz uh,
0: runs his own board. Could I you, like having a board operator who, like the plowhawk, can fire his drops. Jackson I, comes in, fires drops.
1: You think that would be something you would ever want to do is kind of run point slash run the board? I mean, I suppose, I like if, like
0: if the industry's like, hey, you know, we can't hire anybody. You got to do it. I mean, everybody, I don't know, not everybody, but a lot of people run their own boards, Having a dedicated board operator is becoming less common. In HD2, though, it's it's common as the day is long.
1: Who runs the board for Balloon Party? Is that Jackson or is that somebody on the, the other side of the Jackson glass? Jackson runs the board.
0: Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, for all the shows, the producers of each show runs the board. Gotcha. So Rocchio runs the board on the opening drive, Tanner on BK and Ferrario, and then Marshy Marsh, who I just did the show with today, uh, runs it on the fast lane. You are welcome to participate in this program. We welcome your uh, questions, your comments, and on Fridays it's Erotic Story Friday.
1: I've been waiting for this. I
0: know this is kind of what it's all about. I mean, you do QFTA so you can do a Friday, right? And I do have a few that are loaded for bear. And if uh, you would like to share, you would like to comment, we have the YouTube chat for you. And, of course, you can email me at any time, TMCKERNAN at InsideSTL.com. I asked Jackson this, and he doesn't think it's the case. If we just had, like, a QFTA at InsideSTL.com email inbox, do you think we'd get more erotic stories? Because people can see, unless they use, like, burner email accounts, I can see their name. Now, I'm not going to reveal it, and I'd still see the emails anyway. Now, Jackson would as well. What do you think? Do you think that would be?
1: I don't know what the psychology is there, but as a as a person that could potentially write in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of you know I would feel like I would have the trust in you guys that the Omerta wouldn't oh, be broken. I wouldn't, I
0: wouldn't break the omerta Yeah,
1: so I don't I don't necessarily see they're making that much of a difference. Okay. but who All right. knows?
0: All right, uh, I encourage anybody to write in, and we protect the uh, the senders, assuming you want your name protected uh, with the emails. I post on the TMA fan page. Uh, and boy, that Timmy recaps—he's the best. He, he's a QFTA HOF-er. He really is. He—I'll he, tell you what—the thing that makes Jackson so great on Balloon Party is he knows how to ask questions that will get my brain firing, synapses yeah. firing. Uh, and I guess you got to kind of know somebody to know what's going to get him going. And Timmy recaps has that uh, when it comes to QFTA. And I saw this as I posted, and I not only posted, I posted it while I was hosting the final segment of Balloon Party or second-to-last segment, and it just speaks to my talent that I could do that. Uh, and he asks this question, and it's one that I don't think we've ever talked about. What's the difference between AM and FM in terms of industry pay, pool of sponsorships slash partners, and the stigmas or stereotypes or misunderstandings? Is the quote-unquote goal for AM shows and hosts to move to FM? Thanks. That comes from the Grundlehorts. Uh, Love to have the Grundlehorts uh, not only (laughs) listening but participating. So it's a great question. I think we have perhaps played a role in our audience's perception of AM or FM mattering. For example, I could be off the mark, but in the last quarter century, and maybe you'll be able to present a, a counter, Um, the two people who made the most money in radio would be... Who do you think, by the way? Locally or...? No, 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 no. In in the U.S.
1: Howard Stern.
0: Okay, there's one. I agree with you. Who would be the second...
1: Uh, not, I mean, I'm thinking sports, it's not a Dan Patrick or a Jim Rome, not that.
0: I don't know. Let's see if anybody in the YouTube chat has fired a bullet at the pod. Uh, no. Uh, I would say Rush Limbaugh.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. That makes sense. Okay.
0: And Stern wasn't on AM. Stern was certainly making a lot of money, It increased exponentially with the serious XM deal, but... Uh, Rush Limbaugh was on a lot of AM radios. Now, it was not what if you just want to apply it to a local thing where you're on one station. He had the, I believe it was the EIB Network, Excellence in Broadcasting Network, so he was syndicated. Um, but uh, he uh, was on AM in St. Louis, so AM, like if you're on Camel X, for example, I mean, that's a, that's a monster platform. Our self-deprecation, but truly, when you do look at the stations we've been on, not necessarily KFNs, but 1380 and 920 in particular, I didn't know what 920 was. I didn't know what nine. I, I guess I knew it existed when Bert Kaufman called me about possibly buying it, and I think that was in 2013. Met him on a Saturday morning at the MAC downtown, in town and uh, was trying to sell it to me, but he was he wanted to sell the land where the towers were, and then I was going to have to, or whoever bought it, was going to have to m- build towers and buy farmland, build towers. And I'm going, I mean, I don't understand any of this stuff. Uh, and you're allocated a certain amount of uh, frequency strength based on the market and the signal um, and the wattage. And so like 11:20. You can hear it because there's no other 1120. I think west of the, with that kind of pattern, signal pattern, west of the Rocky Mountains, which is why you can hear. I've heard Cam Wax down outside of the Cardinal Ballpark in Jupiter. I've heard it in Detroit. Uh, you, people love telling stories about where they've heard Cam Wax if they're radio nerds. Um, whereas, take your pick of other AM radio stations, their strength of signal is not as great. So it, it's, not, it's not about AM or FM, and I think our nonsense has probably contributed to a um, belief that one is greater than the other. That is not necessarily the case. However, if you are on a station with a greater reach and up and down the hallway, we have that here at Hubbard with far end, one o one, next door to Hubbard. Kashi, next door to Kashi. One o six five, next door to one o six five. One o five seven, next or no WIL. Yeah. Then one o five seven, the point because we shared a wall with one o five seven, the point where we were in the other when we were in the other studio. So if you're on those larger platforms, uh, you can reach more people. So if you can reach more people, you can tap into more advertising dollars. And if you can tap into more advertising dollars, then you yourself as a host can tap into more potential uh, income because your show can tap into revenue. So it always goes back to dollars. So therefore, uh, it depends on what each person wants. I think the game has changed so much in the last, I don't want to say five years, because I think it's more than five years, but it may be less than 10 years with podcasts. Correct. And so I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, So we got a question a few weeks ago. Somebody asked, would you uh, agree to it if it meant more money for you guys to be syndicated? And I'm kind of like, I don't know if anybody's really syndicated anymore because everybody's kind of syndicated by their phones. Correct. Yeah. You know, so I just don't I don't know on that. What do you think on any of this cage, you know, Tom, before I continue on here?
1: Well, I'm still getting used to kind of being inside the walls and learning a little bit, but. I look at TMA now as more of a podcast than a radio show. And
0: that's how, when I am, when I talk with people who are younger, they go, oh, yeah, he does a podcast. If you heard his podcast, you got to listen to his podcast. Doug views it as a radio show. Here at Hubbard, they don't really call Well, it is called a podcast. Like, my job title on our payroll site uh, is podcast host.
1: Yeah, when I, when I fill out my time card, you have to click task or whatever. Your time
0: just, card, or do you fill out Iggy's?
1: Uh, I haven't done Iggy's yet. Mm. I'm willing to now that we've kind of reached a detente. But,
0: I have noticed that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's under KPNT Podcasting. So I kind of look at it as a podcast. Um, the ability to go listen whenever, stream online. So whether it's, you know, whether it's FM, AM, I mean, the emergence of podcast. That's kind of how I look at, at TMA now.
0: And it lends itself to what I personally like to do. Now, I've gotten used to being cognizant of a clock. I mean, I have to do it. I don't say I have to. Like, this is some, you know, heroic thing. But I do have to, and by have to I mean for my job, alter the way I do a show from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then change it from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. for when I do the show on 101. Not that... I mean, like Marsh was saying, he goes, "God, man, this just flies by," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, it does." It, it, but I mean, I would tell you, TMA flies by.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what
0: I mean? So it's not like, it's not like because of the breaks. But I mean, at the same time, Marsh is in there for four hours when he's on the fast lane. So that's a, that's you know, he's doing 25 percent as opposed to uh, the, the 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. time slot of the fast lane. So if I am working with people who I enjoy conversing with. And there's some kind of chemistry. I could talk for a danger, a dangerous amount of time, you know. Like if you're like, oh shit, I can tell he's getting comfortable, and I've got something at three o'clock, and you and I are sitting here talking at eleven seventeen. Just for your information, I have a doctor's appointment at one o'clock, so you're safe, got and it. it's a good long ways away too. So maybe we got till well, on the high side to like twelve fifteen, but. Um, I just enjoy, I just, I was listening, I, I think I made reference to this yesterday, KG in O-Town, uh, Bill Maher and Martin Short. Great podcast. Holy shit. God, that Martin Short. I mean, obviously, Jiminy Glick is one of my favorite things, but he's just so quick. And, and Maher made the observation that when it's all said and done, the two best things in life, now, this is somebody who is not a parent, um, although some parents may not say it's that great, but he said the two best things in life, and again, that's coming from somebody who's not a parent, are sex and conversation. And I got to tell you, you know, if you aren't a parent, and, and, like I said, I'm sure plenty of people wouldn't think it's the greatest thing. I kind of agree with that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you can for get lost for me, in a good
1: conversation. Yeah. And...
0: Oh, it's. The, <laughs> I love it. A good conversation. At the same time, a bad conversation is something that I just want to like, you know, vanish from. You know, if I'm with somebody who I'm like, I can say whatever is on my mind. I'm in, you know, and I know that they're engaged as well. Like, and we're just going back and forth and it's not going to be like judgy or well, you shouldn't say that. You know, that kind of shit. Like, fuck off. I love it. I can't get enough of that. And I guess that's kind of what we have going on on TMA. And I guess even though it wasn't like a plan, I guess that's kind of happened on Balloon Party now that we're going, okay, whatever, this is this is what we're doing, you like it, you don't like it, I don't really care, you know. Um, and I guess because of that, that has indirectly won over a number of 101 listeners, even though that wasn't like a strategy. It's, it's what we do. But when you've been hated on for as long as we've been hated on, and it goes back, you know, for me a couple decades that like getting hated on doesn't you don't stop in your tracks and go hold on a second it's just kind of like it's it's part of the deal it's the cost of doing business like marsh was surprised he goes oh somebody just called me a douche and i go really you don't get called a douche not because you're a douche but i mean i just would assume that that goes on he goes can we say douche on the air i go well shit we call the show yuppie in the douche bag so i would have True. to assume if we if we can't they're probably going to catch on to it soon um two cute guys flat breaking it down okay then that's from Cucky the dwarf uh, who says, oh, wait, this isn't Pepper and Cheney. Cocky the dwarf in there. Uh, Hello, boys. Respect to KG for his want to and gumption to make his dreams come true. It's awesome to see. How about that, KG and you know? 10? I appreciate
1: that. That should be recognized. And it's, I mean, it sounds silly, maybe, but, I mean, as long as I've listened to TMA, being a listener and an emailer and just it, – it really is like almost dream come true-esque to now kind of be on the inside. And, I mean – I, I, I don't remember you from KMOV. I apologize.
0: Well, it's fine. It wasn't a really, you know, it wasn't a banner stay.
1: But to get to kind of work pretty closely with somebody that I've listened to for so long, same with Doug, It's it really is kind of dream come true-esque. And uh, every day that I get to come in here, it's just, it's phenomenal. Those three hours go by so fast. And I just, I've loved every second of the last. I guess it's right at a year. You guys were just getting back. Oh, is from- that
0: right? Yeah. I guess it is because you were doing the Jamaica thing, right? My
1: first time ever in was end of November, as everybody knows. Iggy takes that week after Thanksgiving off. Yeah, everybody off. knows that, right? And I got to come in for that that first go round then. So it's a little over a year, but yeah, I, I I wasn't an official employee until the Jamaica trip. That's when I got the farb,
0: the key farb. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a great year, and. Uh, Couldn't be happier to get up as early as I do to come do this. I
0: have a question for you, and I certainly appreciate that, and I hope uh, that someday you're a full-time member of this show and that it is a six-person day. I don't know if that day will come, not because of you, but just because of who knows what the hell will wind up happening. But with that all said, something struck me because yesterday when I made some remark and might have been when I was talking about not drinking not wanting to get a DUI because I know there are people who are waiting for me to fuck up. And you go, oh, yeah. And I go, that's interesting that I now can tell you now know that. But did you know that 13 months ago? And by being around it and kind of being on the inside, you are aware of, like, the phenomenon of what I, I don't even know if I would call it the hate lesson, but, like. Schadenfreude almost. Oh, interesting. That might be the right term. So how and why are you aware of that? And then I've got more questions for you. Maybe this is questions for KG and O-Town today.
1: Probably aware of it to a small extent. Um, you know, seeing, like, I was on the Inside STL message board back in the days.
0: Yeah, I suppose you, that, that, that would be a good.
1: And you see the hate that gets spewed on there. It's not as bad on the fan page. There's some other corners of the Internet where the hatred just flies oh so freely. Uh, so yeah, I was aware of it, but not maybe not to the extent that I am now. When you get to see it up close, maybe hear some stories with the doors closed. So,
0: who do you think when like it re- like when like I, I, if I were to maybe I'll type this out so you'll know it's in good faith. So okay. like David Copperfield, I'm going to uh, ask you a question here, okay? Rank. The popular, like the approval—if you were going approval rating, okay, approval rating, different than popularity. Because, like, for example, Iggy would be, I think, without question, the most polarizing. Sure, like there are people who absolutely love him and people who absolutely hate him. Okay, rank the pop, the approval rating. Approval rating is. Do you understand what I mean by that? Like maybe because yeah. I mean this is my own fucking creation here, so it might make no sense. The approval rating. The of approval the members rating of, TNA. of the of the five members. You, of course, being. A, a soon-to-be, hopefully, member of the program, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm good, I'm, and now I'm kind of at a, I'm kind of at a, I, okay. So you, you go ahead.
1: All right, I'm going to start at the bottom. We already mentioned it. Iggy probably has the lowest approval rating, even yeah. though he's polarizing. I think there's a good deal there. All right,
0: I have typed my answers in. I okay. will not be touching my phone heretofore.
1: You're a man of honor. Yes, amen. So I'm going to go. Uh, From the bottom, Iggy, Mm -hmm. Plowhawk, Mm -hmm. you and Jackson are right there. Doug's at the top, no doubt about that. All right,
0: I don't know if you can see it, but sorry, I understand. Can you see him?
1: Yeah, I think Jackson, with his work ethic and people see how good of a person he Maybe is. Maybe I can
0: show my phone uh, to the YouTube camera. I don't know if it'll pick it up or not. I'm uh, holding up my arm. I have, the, I have the tiniest of pincers.
1: Not in frame. Go uh, that way a little bit. This way. I'm sorry. I've got a...
0: Oh, you can't see.
1: There's kind of a glare,
0: but... Yeah, there's a glare. Well, either way. I mean, I, I wrote <laughs> Doug 1, Jackson 2, me 3, Plowhawk 4, Iggy 5. Now, then, if you were to get into, like, popularity, that's, like, where some of your... I would call like you're passionate about somebody. And then I would say Doug Iggy. And then I don't know on three, four, five. Like where your passion
1: can be either Well, I would say
0: passionate passionate fan. And then then if we were to do a third ranking of passionate hate. I think I'm three in all three polls. I could be off on that. I mean, obviously, this is so fucking arbitrary and moronic anyway. Yeah. But the point being is sometimes I'll have people who will say, you know, I listen to the show, and you talk about, like, here in the building, actually, as a matter of fact. And I'll be like, like, Jesse, Jesse, talking about, like, hey, can you make a post on the fan page? I go, ah, it would probably be better if you had Jackson do it. You know,
1: yeah, I could see that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's a darling. He's the deer.
0: But there is also the thing with you can't like publicly support me in certain places, which is a weird deal. But those of us on the show, and now I see, and that that I didn't like. I've never really probably talked about this with you, but then you made that acknowledgement yesterday that you know that there are people who would like like to see me do something, to get fucked up or whatever. And I go, oh, KG No-Town's now hip to it. And then I was thinking to myself yesterday, like, oh, I wonder why you're now hip to it. Because it's not like you just started listening and just started working here. You've been listening, but now you're on the inside. And so you can see some things that or hear some things that maybe you hadn't before.
1: Yeah. And all of my anecdotal evidence just comes from the Internet and different corners of social media you know I'm not out in the community hearing people talk about things and
0: that to be weird if that were the yeah, case. yeah but
1: you know and social media is just so weird with the the spewing of of hatred anyway so it, it's a vocal minority most people don't feel like that but they shout the loudest so yeah I would say just the things that I have observed are just from different corners of the internet right
0: like for example one of the things that, that tortures me truly is I cannot leave this show with a hat tip Because then there's a good chance that the show will then end, and then I'll be the asshole for, like, oh, then, you know, if Iggy or whomever doesn't then have a job or something like that, oh, you fucked Iggy. You know, so I am, like, in this spot where I can't continue to, you know, like, do something that I would just go on and do something different. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm the bad guy. But if Doug said... Uh, I've had a great run, it's fun I'm moving to Tampa to be closer to Greg Vaughn And we want to live in a warmer climate it be like, oh, Doug's the fucking greatest show It'll never be over, good for you You see what I'm saying? You yeah. see the difference? Yeah Do you agree with that? I do. Okay, yeah. isn't this a motherfucker? <laughs> it's got to be a tough it, spot it to is. be It is yeah. uh, My wife and I were having a conversation last night I'm like, I don't know
1: what the fuck to do Well, you talk about I've heard you talk about like When the audience turned on you
0: Yes When was that? Uh, Dan Caesar's column detailing my personal services contract, June, July, 2016. No question about it. Yeah. I mean, I can, to the, to the month, do it. And I don't, I really don't, that's a, that's a, that's a a psychological slash socioeconomic phenomenon to me, because I would think most people would be like, man, these guys were, fucking around guy took a chance put his house on the line and built something and was rewarded and you know did did it to keep the group together through some crazy shit but it's not the way that it worked like for real if i saw i don't know who in our industry i don't know like i'll use martin as an example because martin's super talented and could like start making a million dollars a year you know i'd be like fuck yeah that's great. Yeah. Because now the bar's been lifted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, What's that's the, good. But as opposed to, like, hating on it, like, you know, like, what
1: the fuck? High tide raises all boats. A hundred percent. It's a
0: good thing. Look at angry about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a different deal. I'm talking about inside the industry. So, yeah, it's a, it's a unique thing. Uh, let's see. Big Worm says, the five totally different personalities on the show plus KG make the show so entertaining. Different ages, personalities, and experiences. Reality radio presentation every day. That's a big have... worm. That's a wonderful. T- can we give him a prize? Big yeah. worm, you a uh...
1: YouTube comment of the day?
0: Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah, there, there's Could just not such agree a more. range from a couldn't young guy more. like Jackson. To... You take
0: any of the five out, and it changes materially. Um, you know, and I say this is a compliment to Jackson. Truly, I mean, it is—it's a compliment. You're kind of in the same category, actually. The hard worker, normal guy, more in the normal. I think you're less normal than Jackson. I would agree. But, uh, but still in the like hard worker category and, and in the normal category, um, you know, you you can't you can't t- you can't. I mean, again, nobody's ever really replaced. It just changes the flow of the show. It changes the dynamic of the show. But, you know, you you don't replace Martin Kilcoyne. You don't replace the cat. You don't replace producer Joe. You don't replace Edmund. But a guy like, you know, guys that get bitched about right now, which would be Plowboy and Iggy more than anybody, uh, they're irreplaceable. Who the hell... Who the hell comes in and is another Darren Atkins, who the hell comes in and is another Kenny Strode, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, and you can you can feel it on the days where I'm in for whoever, and I'm not saying it's good, bad, better, worse, but the show's different when Iggy's not here. The show's different when Doug's not here. I just it's a great mix of personalities, and it wouldn't be the same if you took any of them out
0: uh has KG gotten anyone else to spit in his mouth? That's from Carlos Spicy Winter.
1: <laughs> no, we're past that. <laughs> It does seem like something
0: you'd rather not talk about.
1: You know, that was just a phase of my life. We all go through It was phases. a month ago. I, You know, <laughs> seasons change. <laughs> seasons change. Uh, Look good looking out, Carlos. <laughs>
0: Uh, thank, Big Worm is, uh, it, it, it was great. I haven't seen Big Worm in the YouTube chat before, I don't think, but who knows. Thanks, fellas. When I first started listening, that was exactly what I thought. Nothing like it in the industry to my knowledge. I love me a good parochial kickball tourney. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I, I enjoy a good parochial, uh, kickball tourney. Uh, let's see. My mom badmouthed Tim one time, so I made her walk to church in the snow. That's from Engine Joe. Bob Truman says, I publicly support Tim, KG, Iggy for mayor, Jackson, and the Hawk. I love them. Long time. So now that's interesting. Did he leave somebody out? He left Doug out.
1: That's got to be an, um, an accidental omission.
0: So Doug's popularity, I would say, went back and forth. That, that was also another interesting thing that went on. And you weren't part of the show then.
1: I was not, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Where,
0: where, where am I got to go? This is coming before We're I'm going
1: new... Politics. Right. right. Yeah. That's
0: it. But do you know where I'm going further than that? Are you talking about a specific date? No, no, no. Oh. Well, I mean, January 7th, 2021 was the TMA low point without right. question. That was when I was about ready to say, that'll, that'll do her. But, but uh, no, what went on when we would talk politics is Doug would give his views and I would get blamed for Doug's views. And I go, what the fuck is this? Why are you letting him do this, Tim? <laughs> I Go. Who am I to like he 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 thinks he thinks he's right. It's not like he thinks he's wrong and I respect him and I like him and it's not my and then the show isn't like some, you know, crossfire where we're, you know, one of the best things that's happened in show history was us, you know, and it was like a three minute text exchange. It wasn't like anybody was pissed. And Doug was like, Yeah, I get it. I say stuff that pisses people off. Probably better for me not to say it. It'd be good not to talk politics. I agree, you know, because we got together, I think probably like a half hour later after that show on January 7th, 2021. And it's like, yeah, that, that can't happen again. Now, again, it wasn't the show that caused it. It was what took place the day before, but still it was the discussion. And we have never had anything in the show's history where we go, we can't talk about that under any circumstances, you know, like as, as a show, there, there were things that, um, I suppose hosts have said, Hey, let's not talk about that. But, uh, But as far as like the show getting together, so it would have been weird if on the morning of January 7th at 645 Central, we would have said, hey, do you want to talk about what happened yesterday or not? It was obvious we were going to talk about it. And so to look back on it and say, oh, we should have done, which nobody has said for the record, not anywhere I've read. I mean, maybe somebody said it somewhere. I just didn't see it and in, in results-oriented it and said, hey, you guys shouldn't have talked about that, that would have been off-brand because we were talking politics, not necessarily in depth, but we would talk about politics at the time. But even when I would have political, you know, whether it be people who held office or espoused opinions on my podcast, I recall getting emails from people complaining that I didn't take them to task. Hashtag hold them accountable. And there were some people in there, for example, one that I would say is a real easy one for me to think of, a guy by the name of Ed Martin who ran for office. Um, he represents to me individually that which I personally uh, dislike in politics, which is using religion to get votes. Um, and uh, But I, I wasn't going to like have him come in and then like start screaming at him. I wanted to hear where he's coming from, and that's how I – because that's how I would conduct a conversation with somebody. You don't conduct a conversation with with somebody uh, like how you would snipe them on social media from your burner. So if I want to sit down face to face with somebody, I want to hear where they come. And now if I disagree, I'll disagree. But it's not like a hey, but you said this in two thousand four. What did that mean? And you know, that's not that's that's not a conversation. So. Uh, and I guess that's kind of set a precedent for what I was going to do on the podcast with regard to conversation. It wasn't going to be a place where you had to come in and feel like you're going to get in an argument. It was a tape. This is where you're coming from. The audience gets to know you. The audience can form its own opinion. Just because I think certain things doesn't mean I'm right. And hell, maybe through a conversation with somebody, I'll find out, oh, I, 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 actually now have found that I have changed my opinion. So that's how I personally like to do things. It doesn't mean it's for everybody, but that's what I like to do, and that's why I like to have interviews and conversations.
1: And It just seems like a microcosm of society as a whole. People hear Doug talk about politics and get all flustered about it because they don't agree with it, but there couldn't be a better guy than Doug.
0: Right, and, and that's the thing. I would mean, be one thing if I'm like, okay, this is a guy who's a total fraud, talking about his Christianity, but behind the scenes a complete piece of shit. I don't know. How, then, it, then it may be a different thing, not that Doug's talking about religion at all. But, uh, you know, like in other words, a person's a fraud. Right. Well, that's just not who he is. And either way, I I don't know, maybe I, I wouldn't be working with somebody who I'd be like, okay, this guy's, you know, problematic. I would say a shit disturber. Um, I, the person wouldn't be on the show anyway. But with that said, uh, I just know he's a really good guy. And, and I also know he feels strongly about it. I also know I disagree with it. And that's okay. And that's it. Yeah. And that, and it's just kind of that simple. So that was, that, was a, that was a very strange thing. Or, and this still goes on, it happened like two weeks ago, where somebody emails me complaining about something that Iggy, Doug, Plowboy said. Not necessarily something about Jackson. I don't remember which one it was, but that, that goes on. And I'm just like, hey, here's their email address if you want to talk with them about it. I don't know why. The, like if you emailed Doug about something I said, I'd be like, why not email me? I don't know what the hell that, but I don't know. I don't know. I remember there was one time when Jay was filling in and it was the time when we were, you know, it, it, uh, talking about, or it was, it was being talked about what we were going to do in 2021, I guess it was. And I go, I welcome questions. People can ask me questions. I want the questions. So that way I can give them answers as opposed to hearsay and gossip, turning bullshit into truth. And he goes, well, since you're asking, I've had people ask me about this, and I go, why haven't they asked me? (laughs) I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I remember people were asking about you through Jay. Right.
0: I don't don't get it because I don't feel like anybody gives out their email address as often as I do considering the number of shows and so on and so forth because I want to be able to answer questions. Uh, Dog, what the fuck are you supposed to do about something somebody else said? Uh, Manchild79 with an eye roll emoji. I don't know, man, Child Seventy Nine. That those those might be the most surprising ones that I would get. Like, hey, if, if you have a problem with something that somebody else said, talk to them. And if you're a problem with something I said, talk to me.
1: I mean, it's gotta go back to that perceived narrative that you're in charge, right?
0: I guess. I don't know. I mean I I mean, well, you work here now. Do you feel like I'm in charge? Not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I sat with Tommy yesterday, as you know, for an hour, talking about a variety of things, certainly all show-related and bigger picture-related. <clears throat> at no point did I say, okay, well, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, I'm listening to what his thoughts are. I give my thoughts, you know, and I recognize the the situation. I don't know. Uh, I'm only asking Tim about parking lots. That's from Manchild79. Uh, let's see. I don't agree with Doug on a lot, and I love the shit out of that dude. He's a good-hearted man, cute too. That's from Cucky the Dwarf. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums up perfectly. I would just say that's exactly how I feel. But I also putting the shoe on the other foot, and I and I think I, I it, this resonated in the in the days after that famous or infamous show on January seventh, twenty twenty one. I said. Picture how wrong you think Doug is about whether it be his, excuse me, politics or what he said about January 6th. <clears throat> Apologize, KG you town Now, imagine this. That's how Doug feels about <clears throat> getting emotional. Very. Gosh. I don't think that's going to fix it. <laughs> and I feel badly because then I'm going to have to walk out and you're going to have to fill time Hey,
1: that, that rem- This is the
0: YouTube penalty
1: That remote at uh, Norwood when you guys dropped
0: Would you bust a uh, Hello?
1: <laughs> I, I think I just, I, I didn't know what to do I didn't want to hit buttons over here and send it to break So I just started talking into the mic and reading text And the first, like
0: How did it feel? Were you comfortable in that spot?
1: The first 30 seconds were the most whole puckering seconds of my right? life
0: did you have a whoop on that day? Can we get your heart rate?
1: Oh, I probably did have my Apple Watch on. I'll have to go back and see if I, would I got love the to data see that. from that day. But once I realized that I was still talking to people and just entertaining millions, I mean, millions, absolutely, people were texting in and interacting with me. I kind of got settled in, and I'm like, "All right, I, I, it's it's fine. It's gonna be all right." <laughs>
0: yeah, once you get going, you're okay.
1: But those first few seconds were just horrifying. No. Yeah. yeah. Cuz then I'm trying to get Jackson on the phone. Yeah, to...
0: yeah, you're not just talking. You got to try to get the thing back on the air. Yeah. Remotes are a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I mean, they just are. And I it doesn't, I think you could go to like the highest level whatever you'd consider to be the biggest show, you know, on it's it just it just changes the show. I loved when S signed Frank Opinion and one of the things was I will not do remotes. And I'm like, oh, I, I I know I'm sure some people are like, man, what an asshole. But I'm like, I know exactly what he means because he cares about his show and he knows the show won't be as good when it's on remote. Yeah. The worst shows we would do, the worst shows we will do are remotes. Yeah. Without question. It's just not the same thing. Riz doesn't do remotes. You know, I mean, it's just it's just changes the whole thing. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. We've got a lot of activity in here. KG you bring the people out. Um, how do you see TMA ending? Doug retires, you move, etc. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, my honest answer is I honestly don't know. I think TMA could continue through me moving. Doug will retire. Doug and I talked about a month and a half ago and uh and I said, "Hey, what you know, we we really don't talk about this. For real. I mean, you're in here. It's not like we're like Ever really talking about the show? No, I, mean, I don't
1: think I've ever heard Doug talk about the show.
0: So it's just, I said, hey, do you mind if we get on a call real quickly and talk about what we do for a living and have done for the last 17 years together since we never talk about it? How much longer are you want to do this? And he goes, oh, I could, I could, I, I'd like to do it like for six more years. And I go, well, fuck, that's great. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Not because he didn't want to do it, but just because you get to a point where you're just like, yeah, I don't, I'm just like, oh, that's the greatest fucking news ever. Yeah, you know, I would have never thought that.
1: Well, he's, he's. I think today he mentioned something about in retirement not wanting to just sit around. He doesn't, right. Yeah. Doesn't I think straightens- he's seen some
0: friends do that, and uh, Jackson tells about it with talks about it with his dad. His dad retired for like a year and then immediately went back to it. I mean, it's just things are different now. I think you think of ages in a certain way, but because of advances in medical technology, age isn't necessarily, you know, how, you know, I don't know. I, I guess, for example, when Doug was 20, how he would have viewed and how probably accurately he would have viewed somebody who was in their 60s. That pro- person probably looked a lot different and, and may not have had much time left, and so it was a different set of circumstances. Um, so yeah, I, I, that, that was awesome to hear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I but I, my point being with regards to me moving and that ending the show, I don't think that that would be the case. I don't know if we would still be able to be at Hubbard and I totally understand that. I don't have a problem with that. If that's a company policy, they don't want somebody to, and they don't want to make an exception. Right. And then you go, okay, well then you have, somebody else go hey i want to keep going but i well tim can do it then why can't i do it you see what i'm saying yeah and i go well i mean it's a different situation it's kind of a podcast and his company has you know owns the show it's you know but and then i don't fucking care you're letting him do it why can't i do it and that's a valid argument that's the so i get it which it might be okay we might not be here but you know if that if that becomes something But for me, individually, with regards to moving, Doug's would be to be closer to either warmth or his his youngest son lives in Tampa. Um, And then on my end, I think, I mean, who knows, but I would have a tough time doing it if we don't do it within the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I suppose we could always do it, but I just don't want to put my older son, who will be in first grade this coming school year, you know, like in the middle of his school year and friends, you already has friends. We're already friends with the parents. That's a, that's a thing. So I'm sure plenty of parents can relate to that. you don't have to be in our stupid little world to understand that part of it. Um, Jackson is somebody I could see me working with until I'm done doing this. That's how highly I think of him and Mm -hmm. how well we get along and how, and how hard he works and how great his attitude is. I can' I can't say it. like everything good you hear about Jackson, it's 100% accurate. And with regard to negatives you hear about people. I'm not going to pile on on that. That's that's and I'm talking outside of TMA. But I'm just saying sometimes people think one thing about somebody whether it be good or bad and then the opposite is true. In Jackson's case, I would like to validate everything. Can't say enough good things about him. His parents are and should be very proud.
1: Yeah. And I talk, I talk glowingly about him all the time. And yesterday I felt absolutely terrible because I called him to try to help remedy the YouTube situation that we had at the start of QFTA. Didn't want to, I hate bothering people when they're off the clock. And he had just landed. He did his best to try to talk me through it. And I, I, just, I felt terrible. And I texted him last evening and just apologized. Like, Hey man, I know you're on, on vacation. So sorry to bother you, but I appreciate your help. And his response was just a typical A-plus Jackson response. He said, Brother, it's all good. For real, it's no problem at all. I should have explained it better. All good, my man. Never hesitate to call.
0: Yeah, there you go. Just and that's great that's, just, that's, that's, you know, I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. And I'm sure plenty of people are going, well, why wouldn't that be what, you know? And I'm just like, it just isn't the way that it always is. And... And that doesn't mean, by the way, that somebody who doesn't do that is bad. It's just that is in any industry, any industry would be lucky to have him. So it, so when I was talking to him, and this was an off-air conversation, and I'm just like, yeah, when you're, you know, 47, which is what I am, which is why I cited that age. I said, you're going to have money, you know, not to say that he's like in poverty now, but I'm just like, you're going to make money because the traits that he has, broadcasting or not, whatever, podcasting or not, you can Y- you can't teach. Yeah, the intangibles. That and that's when it gets down to it. Now having been involved in hiring people and whatever, you know, operating businesses, that that's what I said when I was hiring for uh, Sound Story, which you're now a part of. Mm-hmm. These these traits that you can't teach, and then once you kind of see it, you're like, that's so that's what I said to the audience. I said, I I want another Jackson Burkett. So if yeah. you listen to the show and you're familiar, that's what I'm looking for.
1: You can teach somebody to edit video, upload a podcast,
0: but. Work ethic, pleasant attitude,
1: interpersonal skills, right? That stuff you can't right. teach, and, and we it's get... noticed
0: around here. Yeah, I was at an event uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess three weeks ago now, maybe, uh, with John Kiowski and uh, it was a benefit for a fallen firefighter. And uh, we were sitting there during dinner, and he he goes, um, He said something about Jackson raving about him, and I go, I'm telling you, I said. You know, I, I know the audience would say, whomever is the most valuable, doesn't matter. I mean, people say whatever, whoever they like is the most valuable player, and that's fine. God bless, whatever. But I'm telling you on the inside and having seen all 20 years of this thing that we haven't had anything like Jackson, and that is not a slight at anyone, but as far as like checking every box, and there may come a time. Where he goes, hey, I'm gonna go do this, and who knows, man, he's man in love, who knows, she might have to move for what she's pursuing. Uh, and I would just be like, I'd be just, I'd be so fucking happy for him. Yeah, you, know? you,
1: you never blame anybody for doing what's Absolutely. right for them, whether it's financial Absolutely. reasons or happiness, whatever like, the yeah. reason, yeah.
0: it doesn't matter. Is you know, unless they're going like, hey, if you can get me here, you know, compensation wise, and then I would go and fight for it, you know. Tooth and nail to get him there if that were the reason. But I'm just, I just, I can't say enough good things uh, about that guy. All right, more in the YouTube chat here. What are we seeing? There's Cucky uh, the Dwarf. There is uh, Truly TMA is one of a kind. Listener since 2019. I laughed so many times this morning. So entertaining. Keep it up, fellas. That's the great big worm. Uh, let's see. A Cucky and KG podcast would be fire. That's from Just Mesfin. Are you interested in a? podcast with Cucky the dwarf
1: i love Cucky. i would do that in a heartbeat
0: there you go are you going to replace pepper and genie because there's a clamoring you had advertisers
1: i i'm not looking to replace pepper and genie i you just can't to, replace
0: pepper and genie. i just want to enrich it's the right answer
1: enrich the tma podcast network
0: uh let's see why aren't the hosts topless great question from sd is there anything against that uh no i think we absolutely could the colonel does it all the time uh, let's see thanks fellas when I first started listening that was exactly what I thought nothing like it in the industry to my knowledge I love me a good pro cause that's a big word I already read that one completely off topic uh, if you could travel through time just to observe the goings on when slash where would you go health safety money is no issue wow yeah questions from the existential. audience existential I know my answer, but I am going to yield the floor to the gentleman from Motown. Interesting. You're buying time by squinting at something. When, where very would interesting you go? delay tactic.
1: Uh, maybe the 80s?
0: And you just know. want to do a bunch of blow in New York on Wall Street. Yeah. Cardinal baseball. <laughs> Whitey ball. Oh, wow, look at you. I want a one. See, mine is this existential answer, and yours is just... I want to just watch Vince Coleman steal Basses.
1: Yeah, uh, I, love, I got to do it, and I loved it. Love the music from the '80s, yeah. the drug scene, like you mentioned, sure, top the notch. Yeah, the whores. Uh, I don't. I don't have a good answer. I'd have to put a little more thought into okay. that. But I, I feel like I would have. I would have been right at home. So your in answer's
0: 80s. fun. Fun. Yeah, fun answers. Mine are like. So my answer, I'll get. Would you like to fire a bullet at the pot, knowing, of course, it's not fun? So you have some sort of a hint.
1: Not fun. I don't know that I know you well enough to really know where you're going with
0: this. I would go back to, I guess, if I had to go, like, specifically to a year, I would go back to, like, 32 or 33 A.D., and then I'd hang out by the tomb, because if Jesus Christ really uh, resurrects from the dead, I mean, well, we got a real situation on our hands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's going to change my whole p- perspective on things. Yeah. And i got to tell you, I'll probably be a hell of a lot happier person. Because I'll be like, oh, this is fucking great. This is wonderful. I mean, everything else, like, I'd love to go back to, like, have, you know, threesomes and shit. But as far as, like, kind of, you know, that, that, that to me would be, that's, that's, that's my play. Not very fun, but, I mean, it really it kind of sets the, the tone of the next 2,000 years by that very specific moment.
1: I'm going to stick with the 80s blow. Sure, no,
0: I understand. A lot more fun. Now, one guy said 80s for cocaine and cardinal stealing bases. What the other guys say? He wants to go back to see if Jesus really resurrected from the dead. Great podcast. It's it's covering a lot of ground.
1: Can I make a request? Sure, you can this do whatever is, you this want. Is probably like Who knows when I'll be in here again. Do you got an erotic story we could get to for the last little bit? Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm trying to – I feel badly because sometimes I ignore the – like now that I read the the YouTube chats started to take off on Balloon Party, and yeah. now the texters feel like I ignore them. So I feel like I haven't been doing a good job when the YouTube chat is very active and it, we got a very active one. I've got an erotic story for you. Have no fear. Yes. And I haven't read it. Okay. But the, I, I just remember the font is minuscule, so it's going to put me to the test. Uh, Tim, I recall after the Cardinals won the 2011 World Series, you said that it that – you said that was it. Nothing could be better specifically regarding the Cardinals. Do you feel the same? And as your interest continue to decline or increase? Uh, well, I, I that I did say that. And I said, I can't imagine. I just won't. I can't imagine anything ever better. And I still can't. But yet, six months after writing that, because I think I wrote that in March of 2012, the Cardinals had a game that I feel like was incredible. And it. Just flies under the rain. You know where I'm going. In
1: Washington. Yes. Yeah. Pete Cosma. Yeah. I mean, that comeback. Scalco.
0: I think that comeback was, I mean, it was, I think as far as being the number of runs down, it was larger than the one against the Rangers. It just wasn't like last strike World Series ending. You know, I'm not trying to say it was better. Nothing's going to be better. But uh, yeah, that, that, like, because of what had happened a year beforehand, I feel like it flies under the rain. I'm going, this is unfucking real. Cardinal fans have had, in a matter of back-to-back years, something happened twice that most fan bases will never. never experience. And then if you want to go back to 2005, so now you're talking a seven-year window when you include Pools and Lidge, you have three things that most fan bases would never experience.
1: Were you in Houston for that?
0: I was. I left in, like, the bottom of the eighth because Ugh. that place was so loud. And my hotel was, like, two blocks away from Minute Maid. And I'm like – and I was so – I wasn't irritated the Cardinals were losing. I was irritated with how they were losing because Lance Berkman, like, stuck out as – I hated the Crawford boxes. I still do. It's so dumb. I stood at his home plate down there one time when they had a workout. I am like, I want to see this. And it reminded me of left field at Afton Athletic Association. (laughs) It's just dumb. And so I think it was Chris Carpenter pitching – And Berkman was at the plate, and he, like, stuck out his bat. And, of course, it's a home run. It wouldn't have been a home run anywhere else. And I'm like, this is how the Cardinals season and Bush Stadium, and I didn't have my passionate love for that ballpark that I have now, is going to come to an end because of that shit. I had always dreaded the Cardinals playing the Rockies because of that shit or the Astros in the playoffs because of that shit, like not real baseball. You can flick a home run. Fuck off. So I was angry as a hornet. The place was loud. That's when they had the killer bees thing, so it's buzzing. The press box wasn't the press box for us. We're in, like, an annex, which was, like, center field. And I'm like, I I mean, it's sad because I'm 28 years old and I can't fucking handle it. But I'm like, I don't want to be in here when they win because I'm so angry about the way they took the lead. So I walk back, and I'm back in my room. By the time Pools comes up and hits a home run, and I'm going batshit. And then I go downstairs to watch the Astros fans walking past me, their cars like zombies. Just like, had the life. Oh just my god! Right out of yes, yep. so glorious. And the Cardinals truly believed they were going to win that series. Well, that feels like
1: the kind of moment that. Like, is it Ozzy that said he knew they were winning game seven after game that's six? That's correct. He was on TMA just, the morning. Absolutely. Like a moment that you just cannot remember. Because from.
0: he lived through game six and 85, and he knew they weren't going to win game seven. I believe that's where that, that psychoanalysis came from mm-hmm. the Wizard. That's Makes sense. Yes. Uh, KG is slowly morphing into Iggy with the hat and glasses. That's from Fat Bob. How do you feel about that?
1: Not terrible. I mean, I, I need these glasses to see, so they're going to stay here on me. And But, yeah, I don't, you know. I don't mind. I don't mind resembling our guy Iggy.
0: Uh, Tim, you've mentioned that of the three presentations you currently do, TMA is your third favorite. What if anything would raise TMA up your rankings? I don't think I say that. I think what I say is I talk the least in TMA of the three. Um, I, I, I balloon party I enjoy, but it's a totally different type of show. And my favorite show, without question, is this one because I can talk, and I can talk about the things that I'm truly interested in, and if somebody's like, fuck this topic, I'm like, you have sought out my podcast and are listening to it, and now you're mad about the topic. Like, if you want to disagree with me, that's one thing, but if like you're mad about the topic, you've literally found my house, entered my home while I'm having a conversation, and then complained about the conversation. (laughs) Right. I mean, fuck off. So that is why, like, I don't have this kind of... This is where I am most myself, uh, and this is where I talk certainly the most, and I also enjoy the interaction with both you now and with Jackson, and now that we do the YouTube thing with the audience. So that that's that. I, I, I mean, can I do a sports show? Yes, I guess I do a sports show, and I've been doing it for a few years, and I'm not talking about TMA. I'm talking about Balloon Party. But uh, as far as, like, wanting to just be able to talk about whatever it is that gets my mind going and going, oh, I can't go there because, you know, it's not sports. That's not how I want to do a show. Yeah, you know? and
1: not that there's time. I mean, there's not a whole lot of time restraints on TMA, but with this podcast, you could go indefinitely right. as, as long as you need Well, I to. also,
0: I mean, I have a response, which, hey, that's good. It's a, it's a good, quote, unquote, problem to have. And it's not a problem. It's why the thing exists. We have a number of sponsorships, and so you have to make sure you do that and, you know, get your, in my case, I don't know, however many live reads that I have. And also, you know, there's there's four other people on the show. And the audience for TMA has come to expect it to be one certain thing. And, hey, God bless. It's, it's, uh, it's Georgia football. You don't want to fuck with it. You know, you just keep going as long as the program keeps winning. So that's that's the mindset. But for me to have, like, so when people are like, somebody texted in today, are you irritated? Is anybody on the day as enjoying this? don't you guys get mad when Iggy takes over the show? And I'm like, yeah. if if for whatever reason I was like, I really want to talk as if anybody on the show feels that way. And just for the record, that's not the way that it is in case anybody thought that I already have two other shows, you know, where I can talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about. And one of them is on a monster platform and then one's my own podcast. So, uh, you know, if people are being entertained, then God bless America. And, uh, Uh, that's uh, the case. Uh, Let's see what else we got. We got an active YouTube chat. Uh, Passive aggressive nonsense is what those people have. No balls to address the individuals they have the problems with. I think that's big worm in reference to people emailing me about not liking Doug's opinions in particular on politics or Iggy, or Plowboy. I mean, all three. I don't think I've ever got an email saying, I have a real problem with what Jackson said. And then it's, I couldn't find his email address. Well, our email addresses are all available on the app. So you just click it and, and all of us get the message. So even if you don't know the email address, uh, everybody is available. Uh, let's see what else. Man, we do really have... If, if I recall, when you first came over to Hubbard, there was some talk of the cat being involved again before 590 brought him back. Is that something that could be in play down the line? I told that story and I felt like I told the story with as much, like literally as much detail as I could possibly share last week. And I got done with it. And I said to Jackson, I go, well, I'm glad I got a chance to do that because I can always say, hey, go back and listen to, and I can't recall which exact day it was. I suppose it'd be helpful if I could say, hey, here, listen to this episode because here is the entire story of what went on with the cat and if i'm in the cat spot i probably do exactly what the cat did which is take the sure thing and the sure thing was kfns um but i knew in my mind anyway that they were going to hire both the cat and the Plowhawk when we came over here but um they wanted to make sure that we had the advertising revenue that we said that we had and they didn't know because we didn't sign our deals until december first which therefore didn't give them enough time to have that total of dollars on the books to know that it was real i was just another guy saying i have a bunch of advertisers plenty of people unfortunately throughout the course of broadcasting have said i want to do a show and then someone will say well you know what advertisers would you bring over and then if they don't have any they're not going to get the show or if they say they do until they're on the books a responsible business would not hire them until they actually know that so we were in a bit of a trust thing so tommy said let's make sure the money comes over and if that if it does you've got my word at the end of the first quarter we'll hire jim hayes and assuming it's good enough we'll also hire darren atkins you have my word you've, I've shown you that you can trust me throughout this whole process. And the process at that point had been going on for eight months. Um, and I completely did trust him. And then when the announcement came, uh, the cat, uh, called and he's like, well, what, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, we had to keep everything quiet. Cause we didn't know up until a couple of days what we were going to do. And the, the part the, the cat disagrees with me on, and I respect it. Um, I know why I, I did what I did, and I would do it again, but it's not anti-the-cat. The cat had a job, and if and if Tommy were to say, okay, you can bring four people over, you and three others, if I were to say, the cat's in, Jackson's out, or the cat's in, Iggy's out, both those guys no longer have income. Right, And also, uh, I, in my opinion, knew that the money was going to be there because the money had been there for years, that the cat was going to get hired, at some point in February or March and then the Plowhawk would get hired in February or March but the four of us who are currently on the show uh, got together at some point like November 29th 30th and I said we're not leaving this room until all of us agree we're either staying at calf and Us or we're going to Hubbard and, and so this isn't me and Doug will make the decision for you Iggy and Jackson this is all four of us talk about it and figure out what we're going to do and so um that's how it played out. Um, and so as far as the cat being back on the show, there is no reason why, uh, that could not happen down the road. Um, and as I said, I said, I, you know, when that came up last week, I said, you know, when it comes to the show, if you would have said a year ago that Sound Story would be what Sound Story is now, I would have gone, there's no fucking way. So, Things happen really quickly, and things can change really quickly, and you never know. I mean, who knows? Um, let's see. If you expanded the TMA universe, he added to the question, Mrs. Janney Shanahan. Would people also, and I don't blame people for not knowing this, but the biggest show in the market, without question, it's not even like there's a second place. I mean, there's a second place, but it's a distant second, is The Riz Show. And on the Ray show, you have Scott Rizzuto, you have Moon, you have Rafe, you have Learn, and you have King Scott. Five people on a show that is like Jupiter to TMA's Earth as far as size goes. And if you think of it through that lens, hopefully you would understand why in hell. I'm sitting in the studio with a man who had to understand why, or you didn't have to understand it, you just had to accept it. They're not going to go, yeah, we'll put... We'll put it. We'll spend more money on that show, and we'll keep the other show with, with five people. Uh, that isn't the way that it's going to work. So this is not, you know, infinite. You know, uh, yeah. You all. Oh, you need six guys. You, know, you need seven guys. It's just not the way that it works. But I also understand people aren't in this industry, and they may not think through that lens. But I assure you, that is uh, the way that it works. Yeah, I, I felt like you were about to say something. Oh, no, I, I, no. I, didn't, I didn't want to step no. on you. Uh, Kucky the Dwarf says this is going to be like when Wayne left Garth. I don't know what that means, though. Do you know what that means? I don't. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the show now is certainly strong. I dismiss the cat and the occasional Charlie appearances, and what happens over there is mo- Oh, I don't want to read shit where people are ripping other places. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the cat and Charlie and Cam, for that matter. Um uh, I saw Cam at that event that I was talking about mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Just the gr- I love that fucking guy. Cam? He's just the greatest. Yeah. You want to talk about another great person with no bullshit, um, who just has like an energy and a, you know, he's just the best. And he was so excited that my son's playing hockey. He goes, dude, I told you it's the fucking best. is isn't the fucking best. I didn't even start playing until I was nine. Dude, can you imagine that? Just feed your son pucks in the basement all the time. Feed him pucks in the basement. Just pass him. Just like holy shit, this guy. He goes, I still listen, dude. What were you about to say? I,
1: I I got the chance to meet him for the first time at that. I think it was maybe 2019 FPCC. He didn't know me from Adam. I reached out to him on Twitter to ask if he would come caddy for me against Iggy, and he said sure. And he came out, brought his lovely lady, hung out. Couldn't have been more nice. Yeah, Kate's great nicer. people as well. Kate. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Great people. Uh, I tr- I actually tried to get Prad Joe
0: to do it first. Oh wow, Cam- what a what a play! And he
1: wouldn't do it, so Cam was one <laughs> B, and he came through for me. I think he only lasted nine holes. Yeah, but- but I don't
0: recall him being around for the whole thing, but I do remember him being out there. Yeah, what a guy! He's he's a great, great guy. And when I saw him, and I hadn't seen him, I don't know how long we had texted uh, when his mom passed away. Um, and he told me, I still listen, dude. I still listen. But then I saw him. He goes, I told, I still listen, man. Your son's playing out. gets so fucking great. And he goes, You got me into this. You got me in this, man. And I'm like, <laughs> is it as far as broadcasting goes, uh, I just can't say enough good things about him. Can't say enough good things about him. Um, yeah. So I mean, across the board with all three of those guys on uh, on that show. I know Charlie's not on the show as much anymore, but um, I mean. One of me, Charlie, and Doug. When Charlie would fill in when the cat was on the road, or uh, Jennings would obviously fill in. I mean, it was a listen. It was it was it was great. Uh, but I mean, it, it, you're gonna make I assume anyway more money by doing Morning Drive, you know. So it's good for them. And if you're in the cat spot and you're like, I didn't even know you guys were gonna do this, and now you're telling me I'm gonna be fine, but they're offering me something now, and if I turn that down, how do I know I'm gonna get something? if I'm the cat, I don't blame him at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just there's just nothing nefarious about it, but I guess people try to insert that in there. I have no idea. I mean, fuck, I just bought advertising on a show. He was doing live reads for Sound Story, but whatever, if people want to insert something. He just disagreed with that, you know, he was an original part of the show, and he, and and I understand that, and I suppose if Jackson and Iggy had another job, then maybe it's a different mindset, but In my mind, it's like, okay, well, I mean, you're going to be on the show. You're just not going to be on it from the beginning. These two guys don't have another job. And I know what our billing is going to be, and I know they're going to see it, and therefore they're going to go, well, shit, we're good to go. Let's bring the cat on and the plowhawk on. And I knew I was giving back X amount of dollars to get the cat on. And then when the cat didn't come, then I gave that money back to get the plow hawk on. So anyway, there it is. I'm happy to tell the story as many times as I can. It's like when people ask, why balloon party? And I give the Joe Strauss story. Uh, Let's see. Moving with school-age kids is a nightmare. I did that 10 years ago. That's from SD. Jackson's probably 10 beers deep right now. That's from Fat Bob. Are we having Jackson's performance review? Did he schedule his review during vacation time?
1: Shout at Darren.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's (laughs) a... Uh, I'm so far behind in the YouTube chat now. I'm not sure what these things are. Tim spot on. I don't know what I was spot on about manchild 79 said, great answer, Tim, but I don't know what my answer was that he typed in at the time. Uh, I know you've gotten away from interviews on this podcast, but any chance of bringing Edmonds in for a chat sometime? I enjoyed him on balloon party, but it was such a short appearance. I couldn't agree more with that beer cats. Uh, So Jackson said something. When we were off the air, last week, and I was talking about going, God, it's so nice that, like, there are four sound stories going on today. You might have been doing one of them uh, or shooting one of them or producing one of them. Mm-hmm. It's now at a point that I never really got to with Inside STL, which is 100% my fault, that the business operates, but I don't need to operate the business. And that is another talk about things that I've learned. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you that things that I fucked up and then I learned. If you can hire somebody who is great at their job, you can hand it over, and and that's what Peter and now you do with Sound Story. And Jackson goes, it's funny, I remember listening to Bill Simmons do a podcast, and he talked about how when he was starting up, maybe it was The Ring or Grantland, I have no idea what it was, not to say that Sound Story is that at all, but just how he had to do everything, and then when he was able to get to a point where he could hire people, then he could do the stuff that he's good at because I don't think I'm good at running a business. I might be okay, but I don't think I'm great at it. But I love doing interviews, sound story interviews or otherwise. So if we continue to get to a point, we're having a board meeting on Tuesday, and I'm going to make a case for adding more um, to our board, then I can even reduce how much time... I spend on sound story outside of doing the interviews. And if that can happen, I don't know if it can happen. Um, then I would love to go back to doing interviews like I did for this podcast when we started it. Cause what we didn't have in 2017 and 18 and 19 is what we have now with sound story, which is the ability to shoot video and then put it up on YouTube. And it's a shame cause John Seymour was able to get these ridiculous guests. And it's all on audio, so people can go back and listen to them. But how great would it be if, you know, those were all on video? And what we would be able to do, I mean, you're the TikTok wizard, uh, if we were to have clips of those, yeah, you know? So, I am I mean, I'd love to sit down with, like, Bill with the third right now. That would be one I'd love. And, and, you know, Iggy was telling the story, which I guess I remember him saying, but I had forgotten it, that Kevin Demoff said he would do an interview, but he wanted the litigation to be over. It's like, okay, litigation's over. Let's do it. You know, let's. I'll fly out there. My own dime. I don't give a shit. Well, let's let's go. But I just, as I said on TMA today, unless I like scream at him, it'll be, you know, you didn't, you weren't hard enough on him. You know, I just, I really want to hear their side of it. I'd be really curious how he would reason his way through the things that he said. So I love doing interviews. I. Don't love running businesses. But in part, it's because I know I'm I know there are a lot of people who would be better at them. I come up with ideas <laughs> and I guess I've done OK on that. But I am not the the guy. You know, if you really want to grow a business, I don't think I'm I mean, in part because I'm fucking working from 7 a.m. until I'm on the air anyway from 7 a.m. till uh, at least 11 a.m uh let's see keeping scrolling through apologies i didn't hear that one but we'll certainly go back and find it for the full story thanks for the cliff notes it's from mrs jenny shanahan Iggy's one of the one of a kind he makes the show entertaining with the stories embellished or not that's from big worm i don't believe the stories are embellished um cam uh, Cam speaks really positively about hubbard and especially you tim no surprise just a great guy that's from just mess yeah, he's. I mean, Cam's a fucking great, great guy, um, and uh, and I'm really happy for him that uh, he's got what he's got going on. He's been he's been calling some Blues games. Yeah, because I always listen to Kerber's podcast, and it's usually Vitali, but when Vitali's not in. Like, on the trip to Calgary. I was going to say, he Calgary. was on Canadian trip, yeah. right? So he's on there. I mean, he's just, like I said. I, I, you know, I didn't get just,
1: to hear any of that, but I bet he just gets so damn excited. Oh, yeah, well, like and,
0: when uh, what the, when Shen scored the overtime goal in, in Vancouver. It was like, oh. It's <laughs> like when Earl Austin was on the call with Rammer when the Billikens beat number one Louisville. And Earl Austin was so excited. Like, you could just like, hear him, like, whimpering, you know. But I, I think fans like that. That's how, they, you know, they're, they're emotional, too. All right, it's 12-14. You wanted it, you got it. Give it to me. me go into the QFTA email file. This is going to put me to the test. Um, I have to put my readers on with this font. Let me see.
1: Is this one where the sender is staying anonymous?
0: Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, it's from Tiny PP.
1: I was going to ask that. It very active. I believe Tiny PP sent in an email of the day submission today and the font was so small i couldn't read tiny pp
0: fix your font brah he does wonderful in the chats but his font sweet mother of mercy and i hope okay here we go kg in town it's time for your first QFTA erotic story another true story that i'd like to share with the audience this happened right around the time of my mff i was 28 at the time I was on plenty of fish, and as I said before, I was horny as hell. During this time, I was flush with cash and looking for ass. So I was going on a lot of dates and hookups. I came upon a profile, and the girl's pictures were cute enough, and she seemed sweet from what I read to further it forward. We started talking, and things were going well. We even set up a date for the weekend. I ended up going to bed the night... This is the risk, KG and O-Town, of... Not reading them in advance. I ended up going to bed the night this went down. Okay, that was working. It was just a bad read on my part. I ended up going to bed the night this went down around 9, but woke up around 11.30 p.m. to pee or something. I don't really know what woke me, but I checked my phone and saw she had messaged me. She said she had a date that night, and it went really bad, and she felt lonely and wanted me to come over. She lived in Fairview, and I lived in Belleville, so roughly a 10-minute drive from my place. I said, give me 30 minutes, and I'll be over. I pull up and have to call her because I narrowed down her house but wanted to make sure since it was so late at night. She said, I'll come outside so you know which house it is. I see her, and I was shocked. I mean, really shocked. She was at her screen door holding it open, and I'm not going to kid you, she was just four feet tall?
1: We don't hide shame.
0: We don't hide shame, especially on this show. I mean, maybe more so than any show in the world. I had no idea she was a little person. I think that's the correct way to say someone who is vertically challenged. Anyways, I hug her and go in, and the whole time I'm thinking, how did I not notice this in the profile? I did notice in her profile that it said under 5 feet, but I just figured that meant 4'10 or 4'11. Short, but not this short. She had another issue, which was that her legs could not go left or right, kind of like bow-legged. I'd learned later this meant she could barely spread her legs. So vivid. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I sat down on the couch, and she grabbed me a beer, and she told me about her date from earlier. She said it was a guy she knew from high school, and he came over and just kind of backed out and told her he couldn't do this because it was weird for him. My first thought was, he knew you in high school, so he knew your situation, unlike me, who's completely blindsided. I tried to cheer her up and acted like I didn't know what he could find weird about all this. At the same time, I'm thinking the guy screwed me because now if I back out, I'm the biggest ass of all. We sat around and talked for about a half hour or so and shared a kiss and moved to the bedroom. This is where it got weird here. She had a very hairy bush and butthole. Is that a potential title? It's live. It's live. That or I wish I could go back to the 80s to watch Finch Coleman steal a base. Also, it started with her on her back, but she could not open her legs wide enough for me to fit. After trying for a few minutes, we switched to doggy. That worked a lot better, and she seemed to be really enjoying it. I feel like it had been a while since someone had planted their flag on this moon. I did my best, but it was just so awkward for me. I don't remember if I finished or not, but I got out of there as fast as possible when it was over. I want to make it clear she has a cute face, just in case she's listening, (laughs) and not fat or anything. She actually worked at a lingerie place at the mall. I did sleep with her again during a lunch hour a few weeks later. (laughs) What a fucking curveball. So my question to you in the audience is, has you ever been surprised in a date or a hookup? Also, how'd you handle it? That's from Tiny Pee-Pee. Wow. Uh, this is why I don't read them in advance. I had no idea this was coming. And also the second date, surprise. Uh, KG Notown, we'll uh, start with you.
1: Wonderful story. Isn't thank it wonder, thank isn't you, pee
0: Fantastic Fridays, erotic Fridays here on the Tim McKernie Show podcast.
1: I'm just I'm happy to hear he went through with it and even went back for seconds. Yeah, the
0: seconds part. What is the deal with guys who write in erotic stories and don't come? We got a lot of that. <laughs> like, I'm just assuming the women don't. No disrespect, but I, I the guys are always like, I, I tend, "Yeah, I don't think I finished."
1: I tend to have the exact same problem. Really? The, op- no, the exact opposite problem. Right.
0: Yeah. I just like I don't like Iggy talks about. Oh yeah, I faked it. I'm like, what the fuck? Really?
1: Have you never done that?
0: No. I, I may. I mean, I guess maybe like in a really like drunk situation that I really wouldn't remember. I'm just like, oh, I might throw up, or oh my god, I'm not going to be able to. But not like in a normal session. Really? What's going on there? What the fuck am I missing here? At, at, at some
1: point, you just reach a, a, a point where you know it's not going to happen. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I've I've done it.
0: Maybe I'm maybe I'm the unit maybe I'm the boy unicorn. Yeah, I that's just, the title for the podcast. A, maybe I'm the boy unicorn.
1: I'll write that one down. But yeah, I got to a point where I just I, I saw the writing on the wall. I was done, and let's just. Let's just put on an Oscar performance and go ahead and wrap this really? up. Yeah.
0: What about being surprised? I mean, you're in the dating scene. I've been with the same woman now for 16 years, so I don't, I don't, you know, like I, like last year, I didn't show up at Chili's and, and meet a dwarf.
1: I've never had a, a little person or a behemoth or anything, but I did have. It was my first date post divorce. It was a hinge date,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and I got there first. And when she walked through the door of where we were meeting, I knew right away that it was her. Um, but what walked through the door wasn't representative of what the profile had shown. Yeah, which we're all guilty of on those things. We put our best. Well, the foot height forward. thing
0: apparently for guys is a real issue.
1: Yeah, is that? I've, a, I've had I've had girls on the yeah. App, you like, talked
0: about that. Yeah,
1: i I had one in particular. What are
0: you? How tall are you? Five eight. Okay. Yeah. And girls want what? Th- there's a filter that says you can filter out what height. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, I th- I think you can put some preferences on okay. there. But I had a, a some good conversation with a girl. This is going back a little ways. But uh, we had even made plans to meet up. And then we got to talking about hobbies and interest and volleyball came up. And I said, oh, you know, if you ever need somebody to play sand volleyball, I've played before. I'd play with you. I'm not bad for a shorter guy.
0: That was it. How short are you? Boom. Now this is on a phone conversation no, or this is a texting. text? Yeah. And you know right then.
1: Yeah. And I said, "Oh, I'm I'm 5'9. Um 5'8 five, 5'9." Five, and uh she goes, "Well, I'm 5'9 and I just I can't I can't date somebody that's my height or or smaller." I
0: have to tell you, and we're both smaller gentlemen here. I have no problem with that. Do you have a problem with it?
1: No, we all have what we like and what right. we don't like. Yeah.
0: And and if anything, I appreciate her being that direct.
1: Sure, I would have rather found out then than walk 100% into a bar and I totally get it.
0: Yeah, like I can't go, you know, like the thing that went on. I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know because I'm in my own little world. But you know, I'm big and I'm beautiful. You can say you're beautiful all you want, but it, it but that doesn't make it so. You know, like it's in the eye of the beholder, but it's just it's it's human biochemistry that many women prefer a taller guy. And God bless, you know, fuck, I can't do anything about it. So what yeah. the fuck am I gonna do? Yep. And I'm not gonna be into certain physical traits on women. Does that make me a bad guy? I don't. I just people like what they like. Yep. Doesn't make me this or that, and doesn't make them. You know, it's it's your preference. I mean, you're gonna be fucking, and potentially that could be like a long term relationship. Why wouldn't you want somebody you're attracted to? Fuck off. <laughs> So good for her. She needs to join us on the show, this tall lass. You know
1: what? I I have. I've mentioned it before with the Cassie Moore stuff, but a buddy of mine and I used to record periodically. We called it a podcast. It's pretty much dead now. But I reached out to her after this went down. The tall girl? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, you know, I do this podcast with my buddy. Why don't you come on and let's let's talk about this? It's not a gotcha thing. I'm not looking to put you in a weird spot, but let's just talk about... Dating in your 30s and preferences. Let's just have an honest conversation. I promise you, it's not like we're gonna try to make a fool of you or anything. And she molded over, but she wouldn't come on and do it. Yeah. So.
0: See, I, I that that's the kind of conversations. Those are the kind of guests. Like I, I admire in a way. Uh, like Rogan has occasionally great guests, but he just gets people on who he's interested in. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily because it's so tough if you're a producer or a host if you're booking guests. I mean, with as many podcasts or to get, like, an A-list or even B-list guest every fucking week, much less, I don't know how often he does his show. Rogan? Yeah. Is he daily? Or, Three or four a week? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just tough. So I I find that—I'd in- be engaged as hell in that conversation. I, there's really nothing to say about it because I completely support her, but that that would be of interest to me. And she has nothing—because I, I guess here's the thing, man, on the other side of it, I'm sure she's height-conscious, yeah. You know? she played, I, there's a good chance that she's height conscious. She's wearing heels. She's six foot tall.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You and know? I, like I said, I didn't blame her for her thoughts on things. I was glad she was up front before it got too far into it, but I was disappointed. I thought it would have been a, a fun kind of enlightening conversation on expectations and just yeah. the, the world of navigating dating apps in your thirties these days. Oh, I, I
0: can't, what are you, 38? Yeah. 38. I don't know, man. Especially, do you find this? And I gotta go. I got this. I'm already yeah. fucked for this appointment. Uh, that uh, in St. Louis, but maybe it's different now. This would be great because my opinion, when I was 30, it seemed like you weren't going to find, in particular, a woman, but I bet a lot of women would say you weren't going to find a man who either hadn't been married or didn't already have children. Bingo. And that's just, I mean, I realize that that certainly it's going to be a higher percentage wherever you go, but it's not going to be as high of a percentage in, like, a Chicago, a New York, a Miami, a Dallas, a Denver. It's—and it's then on top of it, because St. Louis is so provincial, I don't know how you find it. I see it. I'm obviously not in it, that, like, the dating pool, I guess a lot of it can be location and socioeconomic, I suppose, Mm -hmm. I guess, is, like, so small when you get to that— Stage, yeah, no is, doubt that, about is that is that accurate? Yeah, it was hard Especially to find somebody here. that
1: you're physically attracted to on those things where they that, don't
0: have like a raging ex-husband or like three kids or something. And
1: for me, I'm not, I have no interest in playing stepdad, so it was kind of a, it was kind of a non-starter for me if if there were kids involved. And that's totally, and it's same to with, with the height thing. Yeah, man, like, it's, yeah. that's
0: totally. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, K.G. notetown Town, I've really enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I feel, I, I feel awkward. It's like bringing somebody in my bedroom and finding out I'm in I'm into getting pissed on. It's like I hope you don't kink shame me because I'm a totally different person on this show than the other two shows. Yeah, but this is really who I am. I do like getting pissed on,
1: and I would never
0: shame you for yeah, that. We don't kink shame on this podcast or even balloon party, even though I have a feeling a lot of people there would do kink shaming.
1: Water sports aren't for everybody. That's
0: right, and neither is scat play. Time for us to go. Uh, K G and O Town, thank you for filling in uh, for Jackson Briquette who is vacationing. Thank you our sponsors. Longo Biggs, sponsor of the studio, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. Also, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Seth Goldcamp of Design Air, Heating and Cooling. Longo Big studio sponsor online at longobigs.com. Thank you to all the listeners. Email in any anything's welcome, erotic stories especially. Uh, for KGN010, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big studios.